welcome to the Never Late Podcast, uh, special edition of Roaming Moses. Another Roaming Moses. There's another Roaming Moses indeed. I've been holding on to these ones for a little long and nice and early in the year. We like to sort of get a few together before we put them out. Yeah, I always Make like a little bit of an episode of it. like to try and stretch it. If we can get an hour of content, I'm always pretty happy with that. It sort of fits what we normally do, so... Um, I'll... Probably should mention that we're actually <clears throat> coming to you live from front seat of Nasha, and um, there you go. Whether you can hear that or not, but, you know, late. always makes me feel good, even if you couldn't hear it at a rev. Moses is going away for a few days, so we thought we'll just do a quick recording before... All that happens, we'll send it over to Scotty. He'll put it together with the magic of technology. That's it. And we'll have, uh, we've got Travis, uh, Travis Ryan, Ryan's mechanical for his Never Late Eight on this Roaming Moses. We've got Old Man Hot Rod that helped me build the Nash. So he's known me longer than most and we'll take no shit from this guy. So that's an interesting one. And uh, Hazy over in Bendigo, tacked him on the end as well. So... Maybe three episodes for you guys. Something I've been looking forward to getting out there, so at least the people involved can have a listen. Hope you all get something out of it. And, uh, yeah, nothing to say but enjoy. Enjoy. Ah, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Never Late Podcast. Sitting here with uh, Moses McCready. Uh, you long-term listeners will know my old Nasher. Been in and out of Ryan's mechanical a fair bit and finally managed to find a time for a sit down with Trav. How you going, Travis? Good, Chris. Yourself? Yeah, no, going real well, mate. It's away, mate. Good to hear. Yeah, no, that's it. Saw me the other day in the car, you know, how hard a bloke gets out of that car smiling now. <laughs> so, yeah. That's one happy man, that's for sure. Oh, that's it. So, you know, if anyone's ever getting me down, I'm straight in there. That will bring you back. Yeah, that's Good it. To see. You know, good stuff, mate. And, uh, yeah, the old Ryan's old school mechanical, kicking along pretty well, mate. Yeah, ticking along, playing with the old new like we normally do, but day to day and a bit of sunshine, so we're finally enjoying a bit of weather coming our way. Yep, everything from bloody roadworthy into servicing down to bloody occasional fab stuff and bloody exactly. suspension swap-outs and in between, yeah. so it'll give anything a go here, that's for sure. Yeah, no, I haven't seen anything you won't tackle, but I've seen some daunting shit drop in the driveway. Interesting stuff, that's for sure <laughs> yeah. at times. Yeah, that's it. Oh, well, I'm going to take the opportunity, mate, run you through our eight questions. Uh, never cool. late eight, so let's hook back to your first car-related memory. First car-related memory, probably when I was 15, I'd saved up all my money. Yeah. Brought me first car, Ford, of, um, Ford XB GT. Oh yeah, uh, all original matching numbers. Like, yep. didn't know a lot about cars at the time, but brought it off a mate of dad's. Yep, and just did every single bit on myself to get it up to roadworthy. So, and yeah, knew it was cool at fifteen. Yeah, exactly right. It had the V eight and it had everything going for yeah. it. Just, two, two or three pedals. Yeah, two pedals. So uh, it was yeah. the auto, but just electric this that. It was the nicest <laughs> car I'd seen being that old. Yeah. So yeah. No, mate, that's that pretty high-end, buddy, XBGT, all the bling and all the gear. You know, yep. A couple of mates had them back here, back in the day. Yeah, cool machine, that's for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you know, me at 14, six-cylinder, three on the tree, 57 Chev with no options, you know. Nice. So, Basic as, but yeah. cool as. Yeah, no, definitely, mate. Yeah. So, well, um, so was that kind of your first, so that's your first car? Yeah, it was basically yeah. first car. It was the first one I got. The first one I technically got on the road. Was me daily, which was an old XB Falcon 500. Yeah. So three on the tree, 
um, two fifty crew cross flow. Yeah, just same sort of deal. Brought for two hundred bucks. Um, bogged up the guards, which I always rust out the bottom of the guards. Yeah, yeah, bogged great. it up. Took it down to the workshop. Forty bucks for a roadworthy back then. Yep. Um, he looked at it going, yeah, not bad, but if you're going to fill the holes, you probably need to sand it back so it's not hanging out and it looks like you've done it properly. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, he's probably right. But, yeah, yeah, at the time, pressure packed over the holes and that with a tin of Chev Orange. It was that closer to, yep. to the orange on the Falcon, you could barely tell. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Just tidy it up and get using it. Exactly right. Just dry it. Yeah, no, very cool, mate. Well, we go to number three. What's the favourite car you've owned? Favourite? I mean, let's have a bit, try and get a bit of a scope. How many cars do you think you've owned, if you just oh, had to guesstimate? Over the years, one's been in and out. And like I've, yeah, it's hard. I, I've had some, like, barely a couple of weeks. Being young, I used to just get one. No, I'm sick of it, can't yeah, be bothered. It. So you bugger it off again. But probably one of the favourites I had at the time, um, I brought it from... The old Redan Motors used to be in Latrobe Street. Yeah, I remember when they were down there. Walked in there one day and it was an old trading up the back. That's all I used to aim for, the old yeah, trading. Yeah, yeah. See what I could pick up. Walked up the back, all matching numbers, original four-door HQ GDS Monaro, 253 four-speed. Yep. So I had a look around it, 1500 bucks. Drove it home that day, <laughs> gave him the cash. Yeah. And at the time I had a... HJ four-door Monaro in the backyard I was doing up. Yep. So, of course, as I did at the time, take plates off that one, banging on the other one, and <laughs> cutting laps in this HQ I just brought. It was ready to go. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was cool as. It had the note, the twin system, just everything about it. But stock original, you couldn't have picked a thing on it. Yeah. Like the red with the black um, GDS badges on it. Yeah. Everything. I just nice. loved the thing until I got told by where I was living Happened to be a cop living next door. Yep. And he just friendly chat one day, strolled across the yard in there. Uh, as I'd probably take the number plates off that car and I don't want to see you driving it again, all right? <laughs> no, mate, no worries. Thanks for that. <laughs> and yeah, I got rid of it after that. Yeah, fair enough. Marked man at that point. <laughs> I thought, I'm not going to push me luck. Yeah, no, that's good stuff, mate. Uh, I've got to get me a piece of paper back. Yeah. I think eight questions, I'd eventually remember what they were. <laughs> yeah, no, number four is there a regretful sale? Something that you sold that you maybe shouldn't have? Uh, or something you could have bought that you maybe didn't buy? Regretful sale would have been the, the four-door GT I had at the yeah. time, young. I just wanted a, a, a quicker car, more modern and all that, so yep. I, I traded in for a... Um, Long Reach Falcon Ute at Clips Ford in Ballarat. Oh, yeah, a new one. It was second out of the time, but it only had like 120,000 Ks on the clock. So yeah, it's the newest thing I'd ever got hold of. It was manual five-speed. The thing just flew, but it had the mags on it. It was lowered. Yep. <laughs> just looked the part, and I thought, I'm upgrading from an old... Dirty old XB. Yeah, yep, XB to an um, XG or whatever it was at the yep. time. Falcon Ute. CD player, this, that, everything, and yeah. I thought it was a duck's guts. That's it, and that's what some of our, you know, probably younger listeners would be struggling with, you know, like, because, you know, in this purist mentality we've got now, but GTs and Monaros and bloody SS hatchbacks, like, they weren't that unattainable. Nah, they were there. At the time you know. back then, they were, they were just another car, like, yeah. 
Well, I bought into the car yard at HQ, Red One um, SS, two fifty. Yeah, just bloody stock as a rock, Red One, seven hundred bucks. Yeah, exactly. Ready paint on the bonnet. That sort of thing. Like <laughs> yeah. his brother's car, which I regret at the time. Um, he brought it, HT Monaro, two yep. door. Bloody, um, it was the old when you used to go through the Saturday Courier, looking at all the yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, if anyone remember old Steve the Wog. Yeah, I know Steve really well. Over in Wendere, yep. had a, just a garage there and a bit of a car yard bit going yeah, on. Yeah, band noise. Yep, had it um, advertised in Saturday's paper. Yep. So me and my younger brother went and had a look. 1600 bucks with, if you take the car, all those spare parts, chrome tail lights, spare bits, this and yeah, that, yeah. are going with the car. I'm cleaning out the shed. So you are adding all the way. He basically loaded the boot, the back seat, everything with it. Yep. It was original. 186S, two-speed power glide, yep. um, burnt orange, um, two-door HT Monaro. Yeah. So we loaded on the trail, said, Barrett, we'll take it. Yep. Took it home, put it in the backyard at the parents' place. Yep. Sat there, we just got it to start. Oh, geez, bit of a basket case. It's got a bit of rust, bit of this, bit of that. Yep. I looked at it, buying it off my brother. No, I can't really bother with it. Too much work for me. Yep. So... About a month later, we sold it again for what he paid for it, 1600 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and bloke brought it. We sent it probably four or five years later, full restored, back to original. Yeah. And I'd hate to think what it's worth now. Yeah, that's it. And how good was Steve? Like, he'd, he'd yeah. tell you exactly what he paid. Yeah. And then would you give me, and it'd be like 50 bucks more. Yeah, or exactly. More as long as he covered what he paid for it, yeah. made a little bit on top of it. Yeah, no, I'd, yeah, no, I'd be pretty keen to do Steve <laughs> too for this series because yeah, yeah. I was renting a house off him for a while, bought me ED Fairmont off him. And that was the one I remember. I paid eight hundred. Would you give me eight fifty for this fucking ED fam on yeah, there? I know what you mean. Twenty eight k on the speed. Oh, oh really? Not a, not a mark on the trim. You know, yeah, clean as. Yeah, so nice. Something you'd kill for nowadays. Yeah, you know, he's one of two honest car salesmen I've known in my life. Yep. My old mate Gerald was the same. <laughs> <laughs> so no, very cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I look at number five, and it's the favourite car event. But I'm just sort of. Flashing back to the swap meet and that fucking green Monaro that, you, oh, that turned up with you guys, yeah, the dust all over it, yeah, and fucking HJ tail lights in the quarters, and yeah, all decked out, and that <laughs> pure 90 spec with a layer of dust, yeah, tough as with original garage dust. Oh, mate, unbelievable! As I said, bring it to my fucking swap meet, you know, you like, don't mind teasing a bloke, do you? No, exactly. <laughs> I still don't, what do you think of this? I still don't know where that lives, but it's nearly like a running joke at this <laughs> point, you know, yeah, <laughs> really seen, yeah, that's it. So what, what would you declare your favourite event or your favourite type of events? Or? Um, the all-time favourites, uh, the summer, that's a course, when you can get to it and that, and it's not shut down that, but... Um, I know your shop's bloody emblazoned with a fair bit of bloody summer nuts merch, yeah, mate. We've got a, I got a t shirt when I bloody come to pay me bill. Yeah. <laughs> t shirt from like the 88 bloody nuts. They love that, but the all time event, which same deal when we're allowed to go to it, and I've been going it for at least the last 20 years, Ballarat Swap, mate. Yeah. You know, my own sites booked there, two sites there, go with my brother. Yeah. And it's just a general catch up, check out what junk and yeah, rarities we can find, and yeah. just a general wander around and see what's on offer. It's a ripper. It's just like a heap of little communities just set up right across that bloody site, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly you know, right, blokes. I've seen they've been going to it forever and a day, and yeah, back to when I used to wander around with the old man with, as a little kid, checking out all the stuff and yeah, 
what's happening there. Yeah, no, it's been bloody, it's definitely epic. Be great to see it go ahead next yeah, year. Bloody oath, looking um, forward to it. Yeah, so what's in uh, what's in the Ryan's stable at the moment, current cars-wise, mate? What have you got that uh, maybe don't know about? or uh, Nothing really on the go. It's all sort of being put into the shop, basically getting it up and running and making sure it's yeah, happening. Yeah, just too busy focusing on yeah, connecting everyone else yeah, to their car. Exactly, getting them going and seeing people happy and get the project in and we do the list on it and yeah. make it happen. And then, yeah, once I know this is getting somewhere or whatever's happening, come back to the toys then and yeah. see if I can pick up and get a bit of a project happening. Yeah, no, I like that. And definitely, yeah, appreciate the way it's got all turned around because, you know, yeah. again, like mine, just turn up the driveway, got an issue, bang, we're straight in. Yeah, on it, no, you know. love to see that sort of yeah. thing, get it back on the yeah. road and see a happy customer. Yeah, that's it. Didn't ever even went to the exhaust centre. Now I've got this as well. Yeah. The fucking exhaust up for me. Let's yeah. zap it up and yeah, <laughs> set the go. That's so good. So when things get settled, and I know things are far from settled in the workshop right now because, you know, had a couple of blokes bloody floating and it's just, yeah, makes it a bit tough. But yeah. dream car, like what would you do if money was no object, time was bloody as available as you needed it to be? What would you, what would you be playing with? Oh, there's a few toys I could think of, but, yeah, I just like a, a nice tough old school, whether it be a four-door or a two-door or something like that. I'm... I'm generally a hold man, but I'm being partial yeah. to the Ford Falcons as well, the early ones. Yeah, um, take a nice XA or something. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'd <laughs> love the Cuban. I just like the the big wide ass end on them. Yeah. Um, tough as and the fact that you can fit twelves on them stock in the rear end. Yeah, I know. There's not yeah. too many um, cars you can get stock yeah. without tubbing them. You gotta so. laugh when you go back to the original ads for them and everything, running their little sixes and sevens <laughs> on them. You know, because yeah, like, we all you knew the minute you looked at it, you go, "Hang on a second. Instead of cheese cars, something just doesn't look right. Yeah, no, that's so, it. Yeah, one day I might come across one and it's just a bit of a basket case and yeah. needs a bit of TLC and. See you rumbling into cars and coffee, mate. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> pleasure. Yeah, and then we're rounding it off with number eight. We have our uh, words of wisdom, we call it. But um, I suppose, you know, whether it's around business and, you know, carrying yourself well in business, because, I mean, this thing's grown in yeah. leaps and bounds out of that little servo in Barclay yeah, Street. It started down there to just three bays and a couple of hoists to yeah, a bigger premises and yard few employees and all that's just yeah. um yeah just stick to your goals but plan it out and um yeah yeah just map out the path and walk it yeah basically yeah, yeah. just work to your goals and just try and achieve and take everything day by day yeah no like it mate not a problem at all that's pretty cruisy oh, cool yeah no good stuff mate a bit of a handshake and uh thanks heaps for your time this is the one fumbly part where i've got to work out how to unlock my phone to get back and switch off our bloody recording but yeah no 13 minutes and 35 i reckon we're going all right travis thanks heaps next time when you're not so busy i'll try and buddy you know try and get hold a penny and see if we'll find 15 with her having more of a sit down but yeah we'll get back into it and see what we can achieve for the day nah shit up thanks heaps mate thanks chris pleasure Next entry into the Never Late podcast, what we call Roaming Moses. I might have to be careful. I don't think this old mate I'm sitting with is going to let me call myself Moses. He's known me way too fucking long. So, yeah, I met Gerald probably at about 15, I reckon, 16. Uh, Hodgie mentioned, yeah, he's the reason Hodgie got into hot rodding. But how are you, Gerald? All right. There you go. Well, a lot of our listeners are big fans of my car and 
on the record right now is saying I wouldn't have that 48 Nash rolling around the road if that wasn't for this old mate who backed a bloke and spent 11 months in the shed where we didn't kill each other. So, not a bad result. I should have. <laughs> you had your opportunity, as I say. You know, you're probably regretting it every day afterwards, but you know, car's getting plenty of love. Drives like an absolute treat. Looks like it's had nothing done to it its whole life and stops on a fucking dime, so couldn't be happier. Anyway, this is an opportunity to sit down with uh, Gerald, also known as Old Man Hot Rod, for the few people that have pointed that out to me over the years as well. We're going to start out in the young, young, young Gerald who decided he liked cars. What do you reckon's the first car-related memory that you've got? So if you look back to when you knew you were a car kid, I guess. Had a car or just liked the car? No, just when you remember that cars were a little bit more than getting you to the shop, you know? Oh. I mean... That was probably a 53 Ford. 53 Ford. Is that one of yours or one of the Bull Brothers? Or Mum and Dad's. Mum and Dad's 53. Yep. There's an FJ FX Holden, a 48. Yep. Me mum had. Would you tell me how different the 48 was? 48s are quite a bit different when you when you actually get into them. Yeah. Um, people reckon they're all the same, but no, they're not. Door locks at the opposite end of the doors. And yeah, back doors, are door locks opposite end. Um, back springs are narrow. Yep. Um, there's quite a few different things when you actually get into them. Yeah, well, that had some impact for a bloke who spent his whole life defined by Fords that he can knows that much about an FX. But oh. I remember you saying to me too back in the day, you don't understand why the Holden boys don't really go for them. Because oh. you know, they haven't really aged. The Holden should be the, the most collectible Holden. Yep. Should be, and I, I don't know why. Uh, probably if I could find one and I'm a Ford lover, I'd still have one. Yep. Um, because they're the first home. Yeah, yeah, no, totally understandable. But, but it has to be a Ford I suppose, I mean, if you look at the first Falcon, XKs don't really get a mountain of love either, I suppose, from the Ford boys. I mean, I'm tragically afflicted by XKs. I wouldn't have an XL, I'd have an XK. Yeah, I'm, yeah. No, I don't know on that point. But, you know, you're more into earlier again because Zephyrs are the game. Fords go back to twos. Yeah, I know. Love twos. Yeah. And um, your yeah, mum had the driving school car, the Zephyr as well. She had a driving school car yeah. in Mark Zephyr. Yeah. It was a fun car. I'm thinking, I mean, we've got the second one is our first car. You've still got your first car. Still got my first car, yep. Uh, 38 Austin 8. I got it when I was 12. And me and big brother and little sister used to push it up and down the driveway because it had no motor. <laughs> uh, that's how we started out with it. Yeah. It was big brothers before that and other big brothers before that. Yep. And I swapped for a push bike, I think. Yep. At the time. Yeah. Okay. And still got it. 
probably harder to use with no motor than that push bike was. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's still out there and it's a go and it goes now well, kind of. Yeah, it still goes. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, no world beater by any means, but <laughs> just enough little tweaks on it to be a hot rod too, not necessarily a survivor. Well, it, <laughs> originally it was my so-called first hot rod. Yeah. Um, which, oh yeah, it was a hot rod, all right. <laughs> and chrome head nuts and a chrome filler pipe for the oil. <laughs> and a brass radiator cap. Oh, yeah, that's swoosh. It was swoosh and <laughs> put a twin exhaust on it and yep. painted the the backing plates for the number plates, checker, checkers. Yeah, it's got the checks on it. And put Eddie Thomas racing cam stickers on the side of it and there's still on it. Yeah, no, it's unreal. I love it. Um, yep, so when we go down through, you know, I mean, you've had the car yard too, so it's hard to kind of get talking about your favourite cars and things. You know, we often bloody bring up the favourite car you've owned, but for some people... It's a little bit more difficult than others. Uh, I reckon that purple 32 Roadster probably had held a special place for a fair few years. But what would what would you class would be your favourite car that you've owned? Well, probably one I've still got. Yeah. The Capri. The Capri. There you go. Well, it's probably the favourite favourite one, and it was used as a, a shopping trolley. Took the kids to kindergarten, and it's still here. So you know it's still not bad too. And for anyone that's listening in uh, right now, um, you'll sort of understand that you know everyone's listening. Listening Capri. I wonder what this Capri is. Well, I can tell you this Capri's one of one. It's uh, virtually got a rear seat and a panel van style roof on it, and called the Capri Scorpio. It was built as a. Uh, Prototype to go around the car show circuit. And then it was supposed to be crushed. And it was supposed to be crushed and somehow found its way out the back gate of Ford and then got smacked and left in the buddy, ended up in the paper and you bought it. But it's just, yeah, just to sink the point home, but then we'll turn around, we'll put a fuel tank in it so it'll actually drive around a bit more, more than it was intended and use it as a daily. It done a lot of, lot of miles in the early days. Yeah. Um, not so much in recent years. It doesn't get driven much, but... Well, we took it to that Ford day, and that was, I think, I worked out 23 years after it had last been there. Yep. So that that was definitely a highlight, fresh V6, and off we went. But, uh, yeah, because the young bloke had driven it for the original one. And... You know, it's a, it's a fun car to yeah, drive. No, it's a cool but thing. Over the years, I've had a lot of different cars, and a, a lot of so-called favourites. I suppose that Purple Roadster kind of figures pretty high for me because you built that over a matter of six weeks of nights while running the car yard. No, no, no. no, no. We built it six weeks and six days. Yeah, well, six weeks plus another six days. So nearly went seven weeks, but again, no daytime work all night. And that was nighttime virtually only. That was six weeks and six days from when we first got the chassis until the day we drove it. I still remember you sitting on a plastic chair in the middle of the chassis. What are you doing, Gerald? I'm building a hot rod and it doesn't look like you're doing much. It's like, no, but now I know the brakes go there, the steering goes there, just mapping it out in the head before striking a blow. 
uh, it it was different. Uh, and it was a catalyst, like Hodgie and I were talking about the great Aussie rod run, but basically, you know, five fresh flat-headed bloody hot rods heading to Adelaide, you know, like the old man sleeping on the steering wheel of the tea bucket, getting a tap on the shoulder to drive on when we were ready to go. So Hodgie said he wouldn't even pull it out of gear, just sleeping on the wheel with a foot on the clutch. Hodgie would walk past, give him a tap, and say, off we go again. So, yeah. yeah. Um, that was a trip and a half. Yeah. And then to recap Hodgie's life, like he's trying to remember how many cars he's had, but he rattled off how many 34 coupes he's owned just because he can't count how many hot rods he's had over the years. But again, wouldn't have had one. Well, he would have, He was still building that A Roadster, but yeah, definitely you sparked a bit of interest across it. We did a fair bit on the A Roadster. Yeah, every night he reckons it's easy. Surprised it didn't cost his marriage. He'd just swoop around the back in the bongo, knock on the back window and say, can Hodgie come out and play? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're building sort of three three cars at the same time. Yeah. We're building that. Yeah, no, I remember Um, One up Windaree, a roadster, fully fended, two bucket and the high boy, uh, a roadster of Hodges with the sidey in it. And the Dillon boys were working the, flat out at doing the A roadster. Dillon boys were working <laughs> flat out, and that was different. <laughs> um, and I forget there was something else we were playing with at the same time. Yeah, but we had a we had a fair bit going, and I do not know how marriages survived because oh. we weren't just home. No. I was in the shed at three o'clock in the morning working on the old man's tea bucket with three of his mates and he was working night shift at McPhee Transport like he wasn't even there, you know. But Hodgie and I were saying, the street machine boys, you know, it's you and your best mate doing a diff swap, you know, but the hot rod boys at the time were just jumping from shed to shed and leaning on each other. Oh, big deal in the day. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Um, we're going to go down to the regretful sale. Or the missed opportunity. What's the one you shouldn't have sold, or the one you should have bought? The one I probably shouldn't have sold was a GT Falcon. Was in love with GT Falcons from the day they come out. Yep. Uh, had it for a, for a while, and uh, the missus said, "Oh, we're off to Melbourne today." And I said, "Why? We're going to sell the Falcon." Oh, well. It went to a good cause. It paid for the house <laughs> at the time, which was actually a big deal. Yeah, and what model was that one? That was a 71 Shaker. Yep. Uh, silver, grey, black stripes. Beautiful car. And I know you'd have one today or you'd build a replica today if you could. You know, you'd build yourself a GT. It, it was probably at, <laughs> at the time only 12 or 18 months old. Yeah. At the time. <laughs> and the one I... Should have bought but didn't buy was the big fuel scare. Yep. And that was a Shelby Cobra Mustang. Yep. Big block. Yep. 429 car. 429 and it was a bit dear at the time. I think it was $1,800. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that'll put you off, especially when you've got to put fuel in it too. Yeah. <laughs> E-type Jag. I love that. Yep. Got a soft spot for them. Yes, I do too. The old man had that one that 
yeah, virtually bought it for nine and a half, sold it for 15, you know, like thought he was doing all right. And within six months, he couldn't buy an unrestored one for under 55. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> oh, stupid how they went up there. Yeah, they went up. Yeah, well, number five, uh, we got listed as our most favourite car event. But I know, you know, just from knowing you, the hectic, busy events that have got too much going on, don't hold a lot of sway. Um more go camp you know, you were the one who said you know anyone can just take their car and go camping with some friends you know it doesn't need to be coordinated so yeah but probably the, the most one that sticks in mind probably really the great Aussie rod run because we put that much effort into getting there getting there which there was 13 cars from Ballarat yeah there, which in in the day that's a that's a pretty big deal. We had people who didn't get along. We had to fucking have conversations because we're all staying at the same hotel. You know, people are kind of putting the legwork in during the week, so there was no bloody hassles on the weekend. You know, it was uh, it was a good good weekend. It was a real good one. I was stoked to be part of that. But low keyed hot rod runs is probably um, Cavendish. Yeah, I like that. Just. Sit back and relax. Yeah, your own little team in the own pocket of the environment. Now it works well. And uh, we had a ball at that. Normally about 10 of us used to go, yep. which was good. Yeah, and I was talking to Travis Ryan. He said the Super Southern Swap Meet's one of his favourites. But, I mean, you've always got a site up there. You've already got yeah. the big guy on site up there, Ballarat Swap. We've done that from day one, which was good. Okay, this could take a little bit, mate, but we've covered the Capri. Um, number six, we moved down to your current cars. Uh, little A Roadster. Yeah. Bloody uh, fighty in it. Yeah, that's been a fun car. Yeah, it's the one that, you know, often people who've never driven a hot rod and you find themselves in the driver's seat of that with a set of keys, you know. Scotty Montgomery and buddy and your good self and, you know, it's sort of... It, it sparked a few builds, I'd say, that car. <laughs> it's been around for, I think it's 26 or 27 years now. Yep. So it hasn't did. done bad. It, it started off building it out of rubbish and uh, got a bit better as we got into it. Yeah. That's a, Found some better stuff. I think it's a bit of a testament to that car itself when Scotty offered to hand over his brand new shiny one that you just built in place of uh, your old bloody weathered and tarnished one. You know, it's a good yeah. car. Yeah. Fun car. Did the, Real fun car. And just everybody listening in, did the Nullarbor from Ballarat because you can't buy gas going to Perth. So, you know, the only so, car, the best available option was the Roadster. <laughs> Still scathing that I didn't get to go over, go on that mission. And uh, very, very fun trip. Yeah. Uh, we had a ball both ways. A lot of, lot of good memories out of that one. Yeah. And I'd do it again tomorrow if I could. Yeah. Well, now we got, well, we're on favourite cars. I suppose I can announce you now you're pretty much the Zephyr guru in town, but we probably could move on to the uh, red and white Zodiac. Red and white Zodiac. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a fun car. I've had it a long time now, too. Yeah, and it, but he started with bloody a whole back missing off it. And, you know, it was an epic bloody build in itself. But Yeah, the, the back of it hanging out of a shed. And uh, it got all the weather, so it fell off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
know, it's a gem and, yeah, tying things together. But, yeah, that was the one that I knocked off work and grabbed it and headed to Cavendish to catch up with you guys. I reckon that was funny. He had the Thunderbird there, he had the Roadster there and we had the Zodiac, you know, one man with three cars at an event. <laughs> and still plenty of bits and pieces around if you wanted to just drag out another chassis and stack together another little bloody hot rod project to move down the line, I guess. Set a own little pickup together and just playing with it very, very slightly. We're not doing much work, but it's just sitting there. Yeah. Uh, when we get around it, we'll do a bit more to it. Okay, moving on to number seven. We have the dream car or the dream garage or, you know, I mean, you, you're pretty well established where you are. We said before you'd probably you'd do a GT replica if time wasn't, you know, time wasn't against you or if you had the money to do it. If we could find a half-decent body to, to play with, yes. Yep. We'd have a go at something. But, uh, and here's one too, in case any uh, purists have infil infiltrated our listening audience. This old mate sitting right here uh, reckons he would take something and wouldn't even care what it is as long as it was totally original and hadn't been touched. And I suppose the further you get down the track, the harder it is to find cars that haven't been messed with. You know? Very hard to get. But we often say that, you know, hot rodders and custom guys can look at a restored or original car and admire and appreciate it. And the restorers just lose their shit way too often. So, you know, it's a nice little balance, I reckon. Now, yeah, I mean, I've been talking about people that have got a bit of grace and a bit of empathy and think about other people a fair bit. But we put on the end of this one. We've got our words of wisdom, whether it's just about the way you carry yourself in your world or the way you go about building things or how to just keep moving yourself forward you know well what would be Gerald I mean the thing people don't get in the podcast they don't get to see you flipping me flipping the bird at me every three minutes you know because anyone that knows you knows that's the wave um, <laughs> but a bloke's got to carry himself pretty well I suppose to get away with bloody flipping people off all the time so yeah, give us some words of wisdom from uh, the great man, Gerald Clancy. Oh, no, there's no words of wisdom. Sit back and listen, I suppose. Yep. That's about it. We well and truly appreciate that. Everyone is not wrong. <laughs> That's it. There's more than one side to everything. Oh, yes. Yes. Plenty of different sides to a story. Really appreciate this one, Gerald. I mean, looking for the opportunity and sometimes, you know, the dearest mates are the hardest ones to pin down to just ask a few questions. So thanks heaps for joining us, mate. That's one of the hardest things I've done. Yeah, no, well, there you go. Oh, well, the rest of your day is going to be a cracker then. <laughs> Shit out of the way nice and early. <laughs> and this is the fumbly bit where I've got to try and unlock my phone so that I can uh, hit stop. But no, nah, 21 minutes for a 10-minute conversation. Yeah, we're going on all right. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Okay, welcome to the Never Late Podcast. Sitting here with Hazy Official from Instagram. Thanks for having me, Moses. No worries at all, Ben. How you going, buddy? Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, you know, well, thanks for coming to join us and... Uh, Leroy's fucking pickup of his little blue mini truck. Yeah, it's a rocket. Yeah, no, definitely a rocket. And our new mate Glenn definitely, but he covered some bases and loading it up with shit. Yeah, definitely. We're going to have to drive behind him in case any of it comes flying out. You're ready to catch it. <laughs> That's it. Uh, well, probably a great opportunity to take you through this uh, Never Late 8 that we do pretty often. Yeah, cool. Let's uh, reach down and see what, what makes you tick in your car world, mate. 
No worries. Okay, now let's go for that old chestnut number one, the first car-related memory, mate. Oh, first car-related memory. Yeah, it's probably, again, when you, know, you got a bit excited as a kid, you might have seen something or you just went, hang on, I think I might like cars. Yeah. Um, that was probably when I got my first car, I reckon, which was um, my HX sedan. Yep. Um, I bought it off one of my high school teachers for 250 bucks 18 or so years ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and pretty much spent the next three months getting the thing roadworthy and with the old man learning how to work on it, fix yep. it, tune it. Yeah, all that sort of stuff with it. Yeah, yeah. Name the skills on that one. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you held onto it for a little while after that. Yeah, right? well, still got it. Oh, yeah. Still got there it. Go. Um, it's in the shed, but um, yeah, you know, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Nah, good stuff. As you say, you know, and go back to Clarky. You know, you can sell them. You can't always get them back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that was your first car. So we've already bloody slipped straight to number three. Oh, if look that's out. the case. Yeah, so, good. Yep. You know, so. The favourite car you've owned, because that's another just another bloody generic category. But yeah, um, favourite car. It doesn't have to be you know something that we'd normally expect either. It might be just something you know randomly that bloody. Yeah, um, my second car, and it's a little bit outside of the scope of, of what we normally sort of talk about. Yeah, um, it was a um, an early nineties uh, LTD. Oh yeah, um, which I bought as my. Second car. Yeah. Uh, it was my first V8 and had a lot of memories and did a lot of road trips in that one. Yeah. Um, had a yeah. big stupid lead exhaust on it and, yeah, it's yeah. had a merry old time with it. Yeah, no, really cool. Bit yeah. of electrics, a bit of electrics action. Oh, yeah, the thing days. was like a big old lounge room on wheels, it was. Yeah. yeah. No, I still remember even like when Commodore started dropping computers in and stuff too. Like, yeah, you know, so there was excitement around technology for a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Um yeah, well, you were showing me some photos before of a commercial fronted van, which at the moment could have, you know, maybe one day be a missed opportunity. You yeah. know, like we don't have the room to all the buddy, really the uh, potential to take it on at the moment. Yep. But um, is there anything that you could have bought that maybe you didn't buy, or is there something that's sold that you probably should have held on? Yeah, to? something definitely that I that I sold that uh, I've I've been in a world of regret ever since. Yeah. Um, I bought a. Uh, it was a HZ Premier station wagon that was a little bit sort of banged and, and bent up, but it was cheap. Yeah. And it was roadworthy, and it, it served me well for, for many, many years. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the old uh, thong slapper in it was getting a bit sort of tired and, and clunky. Yep. Um, I'd bought a, a new U-Bud XR8 ute at that time, and um, it was just sort of sitting out the front of the house not doing a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a case of I didn't want to let it go, but... Yeah, yeah, it was sort of time to move it on. Um, it ended up going to somewhere in Sydney. I'm not even sure where it is, but geez, I'd love to see that now too. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. I actually sold a <coughs> HJ Prem wagon, five litre turbo, four hundred before I bought me HR. Yep. But I wanted something old. I wanted to go to chopped. I bought yep. something too new. I went, all right, got to change it up, and then bought a HR, which was still too new anyway. Yeah. Yep. I could not own that car at the time, but yeah, I still miss that. It was dark, sleazy green, yeah. tinted windows, cool. just yeah, a bit, a bit horrible, scabby <laughs> and scaly, armor, you know, anchor waxed over the top of it. And, yep. But yeah, those wagons, you know, they're always going to be popular, I reckon. Yep. Uh, okay, let's go. Number five, favorite car event, Hazy. Favorite car event. Um, I've. I've been to Summonats a few times. That's they're always a, a fun one. Yep. Um, I even took the the Kingswood up to to Summonats one year in stifling heat and uh, refused to um, to give up on the highway, even in sort of forty two degree days. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I've I've 
follow the drag challenge guys around as well. Yeah. Didn't actually race the car, but um, Went along as a we sort of followed along as a bunch of groupies in a car, hanging out, taking photos, and just having a great old time, you know, in caravan parks at night with the other yeah. drivers. It was a really good time. Yeah, you know, that'd be great. Um, if anyone's ever got a spare week during drag challenge and they don't have a race car, it's worth going along to. Yeah, and that gives, it more, gives us more coverage too for the people who can't get there. Absolutely. You know, because a lot of those guys are under the pump trying to get their day done and yep. haven't got the time to necessarily be shooting. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, well and truly advise that one. So current cars, so we go back to the one that you've had had all the time. Yep. But what are you driving around in, mate? Um, I so, didn't see you pull in. You walked up behind me. What, what did you um, I pulled up in that Commodore over there, which is uh, sort of the, the everyday car. I, I sort of shared that with a, uh, a Lexus that I drive to work every day. Yep. Um, what other cars have I got? Uh, obviously, there's the Kingswood. Um, I've got an old 80s Mazda van as well. Yep. Um, and then some people probably screw up their face at this, but um, a good old AU Falcon. Yeah, no, I heard you, man. We were talking about the AU before. But, yep. Yeah, those four litres, I mean, 585 kilowatts in the one I shared out <laughs> in our last, our last uh, podcast. Yep. So. It's it's destined for great things. We're going to do a, um, a cannonball-style drive in that uh, sometime next year, hopefully. Yeah, no, I definitely see the uh, cannonball scenario in your yep. bio on your Instagram. Yep, that's good. So that's had me a little curious. Yeah. So, yeah, now we know what's going on there. We'll, we'll, we might bring that up one day in a future podcast, maybe. Yeah, no, that'd be good too. I mean, um, we could do a Skype buddy check-in and yeah. see what, you, what inroads you're making. Yep. But... Australia's got a good history with cannonballing too. Oh, definitely, you know. Shout out Denny Dave. Yeah, you know? <laughs> definitely. He's got a cannonball champion that he's been playing around with. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, um, but have you sort of made any inroads to get a few more people attached to this? Or um, years and years ago, when I first floated the idea, when I was working in a, I was working in a, a, a car parts store here in Bendigo. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of sales reps that sort of got on board with it and were really interested. And, you know, those guys wanting to offer oils and stereos and and all that sort Some of stuff. Sponsor options. Yeah. Um, these days, I don't know if they're still interested, but um. If there is anyone else that'd be interested in putting their name on the side of the car, by all means, let me know. Yeah, that's it again. Hazy official on Instagram. That's it. Yeah, no, shoot Ben a message if you think you can get on board and help it and streamline it into working. That's very good. Want to see that AU? I might even book a seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dream car or garage? We often go if there if money wasn't an object. But oh, I think that really reveals a fair bit about a person. Yeah, or... the, the dream car would be to get the HX finished and, and done, as it were. Um, yeah. I blew the thing up sadly um, last year, and um, you know I didn't want to stick an aid in it and and paint it up and get all the rust and stuff fixed. Yeah. Um, I think the the technical term is to top sixty it and just make it as nice and neat and tidy as possible. Yep. Who knows? Maybe we can get it on a on a cover one day. Yeah, no, that'd yeah. be great, mate. Uh, good stuff. Definitely. Uh, and it's only a bloke in his shed having a crack. That's, That's it. all it turns into. Yep. Yeah, no, great stuff. Uh, words of wisdom, mate. You know, you've been around the Mutt Brigade for a while. You've yeah. come on to the Never Late crew as well. Yep. Like, you know, what sort of yeah, – have you got any advice for our young players? Or for what, the young guys? Or even um, just for yourself and just, you know, keep them pretty in check, yep. you know? Um, I'd always say to anyone, it doesn't matter what sort of car you get as your first car, hold on to it with both hands. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter whether it's a 1990s Camry or if it's a cool old 70s or 60s yep. Holden. Um you know, you'll make the best memories when you're a young bloke in, in these old cars. Yeah. And um, you'll cherish them forever. And who knows, maybe one day you want to pass them on to your own kids. Yeah, no, I love that. I was actually watching a post on a woman and she was looking for a 120Y. 
Yep. And this guy was, and basically there were about three guys in this post that were just slagging off one twenty wise. Yep. Who didn't understand? Yeah. Why she wanted a one? Why she wanted a one twenty wise? Yep. It was the one that took her to bloody nursing college. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's that car, you yep. know. And we get back to those first cars that people have owned, and they're not yep. necessarily the spectacular one that brought them to our podcast. Yep. You know, it could be an eight oh eight wagon, Simo. Yeah. Or, you know, like, yeah. So no. Good stuff, mate. Definitely, yeah. Definitely some good words in amongst that. Just uh, hold on to your first car, or as Clark would say, hold on to everything. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got the room, hold on to everything. Yeah, yep. no, definitely. Uh, well, thanks heaps, mate, for joining us for the Roaming Moses and uh, meeting us in this Macca's at Kangaroo Flat. Yeah, no worries, Moses. Yeah, Cheers. Yeah, no, good stuff. We'll get this one into a bloody upcoming Roman, Roaming Moses episode. Yep. I think we've got about two or three up the sleeve at the minute. So. Oh, right, yep. Yeah, no, been real good, mate. Anyway, thanks heaps for your time. Good stuff, all the best. Cheers, bud. Uh, well, welcome back into the uh, Nasher studio. Uh, again, thanks heaps to the people who get involved and uh, allow me to roll through that never late with them. The old never late eight, it's been been a good thing. Uh, aiming to do a few more of them too as the year kicks along. Now, it's a pretty chat to a couple of guys. Yeah, definitely to get Gerald's out there. You know, I mean, I sold the HR just so Gerald and I could build me a car together before he slowed down and stopped building cars. So, you know, it's a bit of a highlight one for me, that one. Um, and as most happens, you get to the end of it and you think, geez, we could have talked about a whole lot more. But um, it's always the way. Yeah, that's it. But you know, even recently, parking the Nash up, I had three people turn up today to try and ask me if I had any problems, if I was broken down. All of a sudden, one bloke's telling me he's got a Z28 Camaro convertible, he's got a tank Fairlane, he's got a buddy, what else was it? Oh, he's got a Monaro. Like, he said, oh, I've just got a bit of muscle. I've got a GT, X-Dub GT, he's saying, and then launched into the list of about seven cars that he had. Um, met another local hero the other day, Loudy. Loudy um, recently sold a silver mink factory 307 HK wagon and he's telling me about all this stuff he's got and he goes, and I'm not precious. If you just go up here, you turn right, you go up two streets, turn left. He said, you'll see a shipping container on the right. That's my place there. So I'm going to go and touch base with Loudy yeah, too and see what he's got to offer. There'll be more of these things, I think, as uh, as we go on. Yeah, definitely. Still got maybe get a chance to get back and see me, mate. That's got the uh, couple of Mad Max cars too because, yeah, definitely make a friend every time we tend to bloody stand around talking to someone long enough. So, yeah, no, again, hope you enjoyed the Roaming Moses. Thanks heaps for indulging me, guys. See you uh, next episode. Will do. And it's not far away. <laughs> <laughs> Tightening up the timeline to get rid of some bonus stock. No, all good. Cheers. See ya. See ya. Mm-hmm.